Hey, play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Before you know where There's rubble and dust Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Happy Monday. Hope you're you're recovering from yesterday's extravaganza. I'm allowed to say Super Bowl, Jeffrey, right? I never never know the rules on it. I think it's only in connection with selling something. I think it's marketing. Yes. Yeah, you can't. I can't say buy my chicken wings, which would be great at the Super Bowl. Correct. And I got to say big game. Right, uh, but otherwise, I can talk about the Super Bowl because it was the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sure uh, you watched the Super Bowl, Jeffrey. I'm sure 100 percent of our listeners watched the Super Bowl. I would think pretty 100%, close. 100 percent of our listeners. The the um, the the highest proportion of Americans who ever watched the Super Bowl was 49 percent in 1982. What were the other 51 doing? It is interesting. Uh, Nathaniel, Claire's son, who lives with me, he was working at Catherine and Mary's last night, so uh-huh. some people went to dinner. Right. I've and, always and, understood, and like, if those, you're working... But, 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 what, but it's not... Nathaniel has to work. There were other people going to dinners, and they don't. that's not a place to watch the Super Bowl. And you know what they were doing after dinner? They were going to Les Mis. Can you imagine going to Les Mis Super Bowl Sunday? Oh, boy. I mean, I guess if you've if bought you the season just, tickets. No, like, no, if you just don't care, because the season yeah. tickets, you get to, I think you get to pick your day. That, uh, half of America just doesn't care. Um, it's sort of amazing. And then half of America is analyzing everything, which that's the half to which we belong. Correct. And so we will, uh, we will spend the first hour on the Super Bowl. Apologies to Dan Devine. Dan Devine... So grateful that he has rejoined the show to talk about the NBA. And listen, we got a lot to talk to straight through June. Uh, but today, it felt like uh, it felt like we should devote today to the Super Bowl, to the Memphis Tiger basketball team, which has now won three in a row. Chris Harrington will be joining us, uh, and he will uh, talk to us about the Grizzlies. Then God's work lost eight in a row now, Jeffrey, and uh, they play the Pelicans tonight. Truly, one of the biggest statement losses of the year on and Saturday. Very impressive. And uh, and Zach Kleiman spoke since we were last on the air, and there are things to learn or things to 
read between the lines or to glean or to interpret from the press conference. So we'll talk to Chris about that uh, as well as other matters. I saw Chris weighing in on Twitter on the halftime show. And so we'll talk to Chris about that. And then we will talk about the Memphis Tigers who have, as I said, won three in a row. So the first hour is all Super Bowl, then Chris Harrington, and then we'll get to the Tigers and all the other stuff that happened. Jeffrey, as Super Bowl Sunday unfolded, did you get the texts and the robocalls about the murderer on the loose? Yes. Because not everyone, I I, I tweeted about it, but some people said, we didn't get any. And I don't know if, like, did I theoretically opt in at some point? I don't know. Isn't it surreal to get, so I... A, nine, a, 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 a phone call from the 901 area code came through. I got, did you get, I got both text, text and, and call, but yeah. the call came first and then you, I hit play. Uh, you, you, did you let it go to voicemail? I went you, to voicemail. Yes. No, I hit play and all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I have it on speaker in the kitchen. Claire's there, whatever else. And I was like, there is a killer on the loose. That's not exactly what they said, but that was the very, very clear implication uh, there'd been, I think, at that point, three different shootings or incidents, and you were supposed to look for him in a charger, and here was the plates, and I tell you, I immediately got on my bicycle, and I went to look for the fella, see if I could locate him mm-hmm. and, and, and apprehend him. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. I, I just said, what a city. I just said, what a city. I guess it does us good to know. I don't know. Like, didn't I, I took no extra precautions. I asked Gus, Gus, are you ready to, to leap to my defense here? Right. In case... Uh, there, there was nothing much to do, and then I, I got, then I got the texts, and then I got another call and another text, and then you got the cancellation, uh, like uh, he's been apprehended, and then we learned now he was out on a hundred thousand dollar bond uh-huh. for attempted murder. I do want to hear the details of that because it's that's that was that was, that unfolded uh, only it only added drama to the Memphis uh, thing, and it was honestly it was surreal. It was surreal, and. Um, uh, not a great way to start the day. And then Kansas City winning, not a great way to end the day, at least from this perspective. I, I got an email just literally before the show from a guy named George who listens to the show. It said, before the show begins, I just want to say I'm so sick of the Kansas City Chiefs. And let me tell you this, that feeling is not going to is not gonna let up anytime soon. I flipped on the uh, show that comes on before ours at 6 a.m. to see what everyone was talking about, and they were debating, is he the GOAT? Is he the GOAT? Is he? And I really hate that conversation. But what we're going to do, Jeffrey, is right now we will, I have, we have to indulge in it. Okay. So um, I'm going to ask you a follow, the following series of questions, All and right. we're going to answer on a scale of 1 to 10 overall uh, where was the Super Bowl experience for you? Ten being best ever, one being lackluster, totally horrible. It flipped it off, right? So that's going to be the first question. We'll get to the ads. This is independent of ads and stuff like yeah, that. We'll get you're to talking the, about the, we're going to get to that t- next. You're saying the, the game? The game? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. I'm with you. Um, secondly, uh, I'm going to ask you why did Kansas City win? Third, we will get into the greatest ever conversation. And fourth, I want to ask you about Shanahan, his decision making, oh and uh, and overtime. Oh, Kyle. Okay, so um, I, I don't have such the old Kyle uh, reaction that you do, but but there we go. So let's go first one to ten. How was it? How was that Super Bowl? So I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half. I think you have to factor in. You have to factor in obviously the fact that it goes to overtime. It, it, it saved in, itself at the end. At right. halftime, it was but a it was a, crappy. It was a, it was a boring. boring game. It was a boring was a ass 
Super Bowl yeah. for a long time and not particularly well played. It was a not particularly well played, boring ass Super Bowl for most of the game. Yeah, I it seemed except to for me, it was close, and that makes it a little less boring. It seemed to me both teams were kind of scared of their offenses at certain points. I think in particular with the Chiefs, it felt like early they did not trust their offensive line. Yet, they still kept trying to run the ball, despite the fact that it made no sense to keep running the ball. But That's interesting. We'll get into this more on Shanahan, because one of the big criticisms of is that he didn't run the ball. That's what everyone's criticizing him for in the third quarter, for not running the ball. Yeah, I, they did not have... I don't. They did run the ball effectively at the end. They did like how did they get down to, to the field goal? How did they get down? How did they get down to score the field goal? Would it would have been better if it was a touchdown in OT? They fundamentally, they were running the ball effectively. Yeah, I still felt like overall they didn't. I expected them to run the ball better than they did. You, you know what? Kansas City's DBs are awesome. They're incredible. I mean the, that that is a it is a a, a, a a underrated part of that team. Their DBs are are awesome. And as I look back at like. What went right? What went wrong for the Chiefs? They drafted McDuffie the same year that the Bills. I think the Bills would have drafted McDuffie honestly. Like he was the, and then the Bills had to trade up because there was one cornerback left, and he was Kyer Elam, and he stinks. And like, I just think like getting a player, a lockdown, one of the best corners in the league in the second half of the first round. It, that's a that's a huge hit. And is they're, 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 like Sneed, it's funny. I think is incredible. People are ripping Stephon Diggs and whatever else for what he did against the Chiefs. Who does it? I, I don't know. Like I, the, I didn't see anyone lighting it up, lighting up the Chiefs secondary yesterday. The key difference, though, for me with Diggs is Diggs makes what thirty million dollars. Catch the ball, right? Like, oh no, he, th- there is a there is a point you can you yes. can point to. But like Debo and Ayuk are better receivers than the Bill combined than the than the Bills receiving, especially whatever. considering when the Bills were banged up. Yeah, and they yeah. and they and they shut them down. So anyway, so but we agree that in the end, because it went into overtime, because you have this all time great in the conversation quarterback doing what he does to win it. Honestly, because of the. I'm a little weary of it, but because of the Taylor Swift stuff and the Kelsey stuff and everything that went in, the way that it unfolded, although it was misery for me, it was for me something to root against. I mean, you have, you know, it was it was a compelling Super Bowl if you stuck with it. I'll be interested to see if people bailed in the third quarter. It like, was a very long Super Bowl, too. Oh, I mean, endless. That was, that was, endless. And the other thing I was telling, because my brother and my wife, we all watched together. It was a long Super Bowl. But I also didn't feel like, oh, my God, they're just shoving commercials down our throats. No, I didn't feel like, like that either. It was just a punt fest. It no. was like three and outs and then punt, and it's like, okay, well, they're going to go to commercial. It is funny. All-time great quarterback uh, in, in Mahomes, and I'm not going to dispute it. That would be foolish, but it is interesting. First nine drives of the game without a touchdown. The other thing First is- nine drives for the Chiefs of the game without a touchdown. The thing that also stood out to me in the first half, it's like, I didn't feel like he played that well. No, and then you look up at the ha- like at the half when they showed the numbers. He's seventy five percent, and it's I, I I think, and we'll get to this in the homes. The thing about Mahomes is you can't keep giving him chances. A he figures it out. Yes, you know what I mean. He just like whatever it is, whether his receivers, whether he's a like who's healthy, who's whatever, who's his receiving core, who's his running back. He didn't have a thousand yard receiver. He didn't have a thousand yard running back. He's the first nine drives without a touchdown here. He figures it out. 
and he did again. So anyway, so we I think we agree. It's a seven or eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Second question is, why did the Chiefs win? Why did the Chiefs win? I think first and foremost, it's the no duh. It's they have Patrick Mahomes and the other team didn't. And that that does make a huge difference. Like here here's the truth. They're blitzing Brock, Brock Pur- Purdy, and and it works. <laughs> you know, they're blitzing him, and it works. Third down, passes blowing up, whatever. You're blitzing Patrick Mahomes in the second half in particular, and he just, he just tore him apart. What actually, one of the things that happened was is that early on the 49ers were putting pressure on him with four, right? In fact... In the, for the first three quarters, they were, without blitzing him, they were, the pressure rate was 46.4%. In the fourth quarter, if they weren't blitzing, pressure rate 19%. And once they blitzed him, he was 5 of 5, 42 yards, plus then he was running. Like, like, he, like they had Patrick Mahomes. He didn't miss a pass in the last drive. Didn't miss a pass. And Didn't miss a pass, ran with his feet. Correct. I mean, he got critical, critical, of course, you always run with your feet. What else would you run with exactly? But he made plays with his feet is what I meant. Um, they have Patrick Mahomes. But it is interesting, like, and you know I what? Thought, in overtime, in overtime, they scored 25 points. Yeah, and then I thought really the other thing to me that really stood out was, like we talked about with Patrick Mahomes kind of figuring out as the game went along, I felt like as – as the game went along, Kansas City's front kept getting better. And I know Karloftis is playing next to Chris Jones, which helps. But I felt like in the second half, like Chris Jones kind of took over. And then Karloftis, I thought, played very well. And then we, we've mentioned the secondary. Like To me, it's just like the game, the game eventually became both teams were getting kind of into the red zone. And the game became who was going to finish the drives. And... Kansas City finished the drives. San Francisco I mean, did not. As great as Mahomes is getting, I'm, I'm feeling like things. I think there are a lot of teams that could beat San Francisco if you hold San Francisco to 22 points. You know what I mean? So, so. But by, by the way, Chris Jones uh, on that the stats. Um, if you um, when you did not have uh, Jones on the field, when you did not have Jones on the field, um, the pass rush. Pressure rate was fourteen percent. When you did fifty one percent. There you go. Like like it was just like he makes a huge difference. Because you have to get probably. Let's be real. You've probably got to double him. And then like even the perfect one was like that the the play that sets up the field goal in overtime. They brought everybody and the the offensive line blows the assignment. Chris Jones gets a free rush and Purdy's just got to fire it immediately. Yeah, you I can mean, tell what they were trying he to blows up. They players. were trying to set up like a little delay route to uh, to Kittle, and but it was just blown up immediately. If you're a 49ers fan, I think you look at a few things. First of all, it is interesting. They obviously the Chiefs did lose that one fumble, right? But of the seven fumbles that hit the ground during the course of the game, the Chiefs got six of them, recovered six of them. Whether they were self recovery or whatever, correct? So like. And I do think that muffed punt or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know what you would call it. it I hit that was because it hits the guy's foot, and then I mean that was sort of the clouds. That trying, was the equivalent of in Detroit the interception that shouldn't have been. Yeah, 
I mean, that's the, that, that to me is that, that's kind of the moment where I felt like the game flipped and got good, though. That's true, too. Like, from that point on, it was like, okay, everyone, it felt like it was just like a boxing match and everybody's feeling each other out. And then that was the moment where everyone just decided, like, okay, we got to start forcing the issue. How big? There are two themes that I've noticed as as people are talking about this. One is that, and and you obviously disagree with this, that it's it sounds like um, the Chiefs beat the Ravens partly because the Ravens stopped running the ball. Never and, really started. It, it never really started. But they in the second half they didn't run at all, right? So and 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 the Chiefs. It sounds a lot of people are criticizing the 49ers for doing the same thing in the third quarter. And then the Chiefs beat the Bills in part because the Bills had no linebackers and they 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 they, they had AJ Klein trying to cover Travis Kelsey and, and in that this game did not work. And in this game Greenlaw goes out with the with a horrifying injury running onto the field and ever since he went out the middle of the field opened up. Can someone explain to me because obviously, not a doctor. How does that happen? Is, and is it turf-related? I haven't actually seen any discussion of it being turf-related. My question is, is a Achilles a ticking time bomb? Right. So, like, for instance, when a guy... It's going to go anyway. Right. Like, when a guy tears his ACL, there is usually... Even if it's, like... E- e- even if probably you're susceptible to torn ACL, there's usually some Moment. movement or action that it occurs that you go, oh, that's where he tore his ACL. I feel like with Achilles, it's just like guys just like walking, you know. I mean, I, I guess he was kind right, of hopping. But is it if he hadn't? Is it, yes, was it? Like, was that thing going to tear at some point right, no matter in what? In the next month right. anyway because he was just had a the Achilles that wanted to tear. Right. Or was it literally the way he somehow stepped right. and flexed as he was running onto right. the. And I'm, that was again, like, I'm not victim there was, shaming. It's just I've always wondered. It's like it almost just feels like it's like. Oh, this thing's a ticking time bomb, and eventually it, it pops. It would almost make you feel better if you're Greenlaw, if that's true. If you knew, listen, it just it was going to happen. Dumb luck. I had a it was going to happen. It, it wasn't the way that I stepped, or it wasn't because right. it was turf. It wasn't because it was literally my Achilles was about to go. Right. I don't know, but that was that was. A, I mean, I I've literally never seen. I mean, we opened the football season with a bizarre Achilles yes. season uh, injury, and we end the season. With a bizarre uh, Achilles injury, um, so there you go. So all right, so we're crediting uh, some good luck, some uh, Patrick Mahomes, some uh, Spagnola and Chris Jones and the defense, and it is interesting. <laughs> well, I want to get to let's get to question three. All right, Mahomes, the goat. I mean, to me, it's now like it's now he deserves to be. He's obviously like if he's he is in the conversation with Tom Brady. He is not Tom Brady yet. No, it, it is. The, the, but it's also like the, he's the, twenty eight. The Tiger Nicholas thing yes. is exactly what this is, yes. right? It is. It is when you were watching Tiger, you could make an argument, and I think a better argument for Tiger versus Nicholas than for Mahomes versus Brady, but you could make an argument that you were watching the greatest player who has ever done this at that moment. No right? question. No one had done to no golf, one had what, done even it. Jack included, right. no one had done to golf with Tiger. And so, and you can make that argument. I think it's a little bit less persuasive. 
like, do, is Mahomes doing things that have never been done? No, he's doing things that actually have been done, right? Like, not quite at this level of speed. No one else has, in their first six years as a starter, won three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVP awards, two regular season MVP awards. Like, so, but, like, watching yesterday, did I, was I seeing something that I not seen Tom Brady do? No. Correct. Right? So I wasn't, it wasn't, so, but but you can make that argument. You're watching the greatest player to have ever done it. And then the second thing is, is that Tiger, once upon a time, you're like, my God, at the speed he's doing this, he's going to break Nicholas's record. It's inevitable. He is going to be the greatest. It was a right? matter of when, when not and not if. And right now, it's a little bit like that with Mahomes. Like, like. Okay, no, he's not the greatest yet because Jack had all these times to all the all these years to break these records and to set these records, and Brady has all these years to set these records. But he's gonna probably gonna get there, or might well get there. It's it is it not an exact sort of analogy? The two, yes, uh, Mahomes, yes, I think that's it. And and now it's like because the other thing about yesterday that I was trying to recall, the thing that struck me about the Chiefs' win is. The whole time I'm watching the game and I'm thinking about this year in its totality, like this is probably one of the worst teams he's oh, had. That's the problem. Well, a, 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 it goes to a couple of points. It goes to my point about he figures it out, right? Like it, he did yesterday, but he also did over the course of the season. Like this was a very frustrating season, it felt like, for the Chiefs. And, and when I say he figures it out, that's not just an intellectual exercise. He has the gifts that allow him to figure it out, and also the coaching and everything else. But you're exactly right. Next year, they have $51 million in cap space. The, 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 like Compared to some of their competitors, the Bills, for example, the Bills are already wildly over the cap. Right. And the Chiefs are going to have $51 million in cap space. If they want to keep Chris Jones, they can absolutely keep Chris Jones. I don't believe they're going to go into next season – or let's phrase it another way. I do believe they will go into the next season with a better receiving core than Rice and Hardeman. Oh, I mean, that, but like that's the other thing. Like when people want to do the, this is the new Patriots, Hardeman going to the Jets and being terrible for the most part. Right. And then coming back to the Chiefs and being good. That's what the Patriots would always do. Like these receivers or whatever, they'd go somewhere else. They would get forgotten. They'd come back to the Patriots and they were good again. Like that to me was a. It's a, totally, yeah, it's. It's it echoes of all of that. There's the, no question. The one question I do have, like about their offensive line, I found myself wondering: Is that offensive line good, or is he just? I don't think oh, it's so good. Like, he, is he just he's a, a wizard? wizard. He's, he's a wizard. so freakishly and athletic. He's, he's differently, he's different because he doesn't. He's not the consistent running threat because they don't really use him until the end when they did start using yes. him again. Like. As a runner, you're trying to win the Super Bowl now. Let's go ahead and uncork him as a runner. They don't really use him in designed runs um, as much. But you can't get him. And even if you get him, he throws it away. That's what was amazing, actually, in the first half was to see him get sacked. Correct. Like, holy crap, he's getting sacked. And it was almost, like, to me, like, that is another, like, Brady thing. It's like, well, while Mahomes can also run the football more than Brady could, where Brady's in the pocket, like, it was just really tough to get him on the ground. He was very shifty in the pocket. But, I mean, to me, it's it's the only thing that I think that starts to, you know, limit what we're talking about with Mahomes is just injury. 
And that's right. kind of like when you want to talk about the Tiger Jack debate, like that is right. it. It was in, in the it was injury, and it was uh, maybe some lifestyle choices. Yeah, um, on the part of Tiger. Um, is it a hundred percent clear to you that he's in a different category than Joe Montana? Joe Montana has four Super Bowls. He has three. Joe Montana also has three Super Bowl MVPs. I don't. I mean, I, oh, the, the way they phrased the question in, in the in the show this morning was: Is it clear that Mahomes is closer to one than he is to three? I don't think. I, I think he's no. I, I don't think so. I don't think he's close. You can see him. He has one in sight, and he maybe he's passed Montana, although he hasn't for actual total number of Super Bowls. Montana was four for four, three Super Bowl MVPs. I think because. Mahomes did it faster. I'll give him the edge, but I don't. I actually don't think they're in totally different tiers. I'm not putting him in a different tier than Joe Montana. You are? No. The only argument that I do have, and there's it's there's no way of knowing it. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes would be three Super Bowls or you know, three and one in Super Bowls, three Super Bowls before 28. If you put him in Cleveland. But I'm pretty confident Mahomes is probably the best quarterback, no matter where he would have landed. I just think his right in but did today's Montana need Walsh, right. and Rice, and all of that. Like I think, I think Andy Reid maximizes Patrick yeah, I agree Mahomes. With that. But I'm I'm still yeah, pretty no, confident he is a more extraordinary. Right. He is a more extraordinary athlete and performer. And in fact, you, yeah. I, I agree with that. I I, I and he's I like the model that. quarterback for today's game, which is extend plays, make plays off script. Like, whereas Montana, to me, was always very formulaic. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve credit. Like, sometimes it's the right quarterback in the right system, and that's how you maximize it. Okay. Uh, and then the last question on the game itself I wanted to ask you was Shanahan. Yeah. Um, to the extent he is being criticized... Should he be, and what for? Okay, so to the extent that he's going to be criticized, yes, he should be because that's what the money's for. Like that's the job. Like you, you, well, I, he's I, to me, he's being criticized on two. On on on, I've seen two major criticisms, which might be different than yours. That's why I asked what he should be criticized yeah. for. Uh, one is just macro. He's had double digit leads in three Super Bowls, twice as a head coach, and lost. Right, so you're going to get criticized. Although I don't think, certainly taken in isolation, losing to Patrick Mahomes when you've got Brock Purdy is a is a great source of and then, uh, should and be the a other great one, source of criticism. And the other one where he weirdly gets blamed for just being the offensive coordinator, like right. And the other one he's blamed hot. for the offensive coordinator. So, but he had so, Matt Ryan versus Tom Brady, <laughs> right? And he had Matt Ryan. He's he's had he has had right. Matt Ryan and Brock Purdy. Yes, you could make an argument and that Jimmy Garoppolo getting there yes. was and get getting there was he should get more credit yes. than he was for losing. So I'm not that into that criticism at all. Second criticism that I've seen from him is that he took the ball uh, in overtime. Now, of course, all of you know this, I'm sure. If you watched the game, maybe you knew it anyway. The way the Super Bowl, the way the overtime works now in the NFL is... It's the Bills' it is, rule. Is, is, is it, 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 it came because of the, the Bills-Chiefs game, but when the Bills never got a chance. Um, so every, both teams get a chance 
um, at least one chance, and after that, then it's for next to score. And so the logic that Kyle Shanahan used was, listen, I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to try to score. If they score the same number of points that we score, we, and we may outscore them. Our possession may score more than theirs. Um, and uh, But if we score the same amount of points as they score, if we both get a field goal, for example, I get the ball next. And at that point, it's sudden death. Right. And everyone acknowledges that under the old rules, when it was just sudden death, it was an advantage to get the ball first. 100%. So he's playing for that. Plus on top of it, my defense is gassed. Okay? Uh, that, that, that's And now what he's giving up is he's giving up Control. the knowledge. Right. If you let them go first, you know if you have to get – if they ultimately got a touchdown, you wouldn't have settled for that field goal, and you would have tried to go ahead and match their touchdown. You're, you're giving up the advantage of knowing what they did with their drive, so you're giving up essentially a fourth down when you could have done whatever you can to match them. To me, I don't think it's obvious – now, the Chiefs would say they would have done the other, but I don't think it's obvious which one of those is right. See, I think it is obvious because information is what... As a coach, the one thing you can control is what is the game script? What do we got to do? What do we have to do? I don't think you kick a... Like, obviously, if... like. It was whatever fourth. What did they kick the field goal? The twenty-seven. They would not yarder. have kicked the they field goal. They probably go for it. They hundred the percent would have gone for it if they had known the Chiefs would have had scored a touchdown. And, and then the other thing to me is, it's also unclear. Like in the end, if you're trying to set up to where we get the football when it becomes sudden death, uh-huh. well, if Kansas City scores, why would they not go for two? You can end the game there. They could go, for and so two. you never even get the ball. Back. That is true. You, they they could they could go for two at that point. The other thing, that, do you think they would have though? Probably. It's the only way you can end the game, and you got Patrick Mahomes. I got to get two yards. God, that would have been fun. Oh, that would have been electric. <laughs> that would have been fun. Someone wins it. Yeah, that would have been fun. So, you, but the other how about, to, how about the defense's gassed argument? So he never, they never, they, he was even asked about that. And he didn't say he, he it. Said, he said that didn't factor yeah, in. Yeah, no, you're right. And the other thing is like, well, they went timeout, coin toss, timeout. Like it wasn't. I just don't really think that factored in to me. What was obvious, and they asked Niners players afterwards, Jeff, I don't think they knew the rules. And I think that's where he deserves blame. Like, you got to – because he did the whole, like, we talked to our analytics team. That just reeks of the, I got to find somebody to blame this on, but I probably Chris Jones up. did say they were going for two. So, I think you're right. I think they would have gone for two. Um, all right, so – um, you do blame him for for taking the ball in the in the in. I, to start I mean, to me, ball. it's very terrible like, decision. If we want to talk about like all the the parallels and whatnot, to me, and I obviously love Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's the new Andy Reid. Like he he is unquestionably a great head coach. Schematically, great offensive mind. He has a fatal flaw, and it's him versus a clock is always. Are you giving, are you blaming him? So you are not blaming him for the quote unquote, the abstract, the two double digit leads, through the three double digit leads blown. You, you are blaming him for overtime. Is there anything else in the course of the game you're particularly blaming him for? I just kind of thought he clammed up a little bit. It felt like he kind of, he kind of, well, the offense certainly, the offense certainly uh, uh, slowed down. And was that because he clammed up, or was it because Spagnola figured things out, or was it? I don't really even know. Like, I don't even necessarily think it was like, oh, Spags figured it out. Like, their game plan seemed pretty consistent 
all game, which is they're going to be physical with those receivers. And, like, you know, they, they, they got up on them. And they were going to try to take away Christian McCaffrey. Like, do not let him run the football, and then we're going to get physical with those receivers. So then it becomes an issue of, all right, are they're going to give us, they're going to make Brock Purdy beat us. And I did not think Brock was particularly good on third downs. I do think Brock is not the reason they lost that game. And I, I wouldn't, but like. No, but here's the thing. Unlike Patrick Mahomes, he's not the reason they won. That's yes. the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy. Yes. Brock Purdy is not the reason. How about the black? How about the how about the the, the point after? You know what? I, to me, the point after. I could go back to the greatness of Mahomes. He, they they would have figured it out I if think, they got the point after. Then they would have figured it out. It's you can make the argument if if he makes the extra they point, they lose in regulation. Yeah, then they want to kick the field goal to tie. Mahomes, yeah, I, part I, of Mahomes is greatness. Here's the, the funny thing, though. Like you can always. What's interesting to me is right now in San Francisco, they're having this conversation. And maybe it's because there's nothing else to say. We're going to try to get back there, and the only what we're going to have to do is just execute better. That's what they're saying. We're going to have to execute better. We're going to have to not buff the punt, fumble. We're going to have to make, not give up the McCaffrey fumble. We're going to have to we're going to have to execute better, right? It's the same thing that that they're saying in Buffalo now, right? We're going to we're going to have to execute better. Stephon Diggs has to hang on to that ball or whatever else, right? It's the same, and honestly, it's the same thing in the rape. We're going to have to execute better. All these teams are just trying to execute better to beat this wizard. That's the problem. He will almost always execute better than you will. I think the one key difference to me with the Bills example, Josh is going, like, to me, Josh has been closer, like, shot for shot with Mahomes than... The only other person it, it does put like into this, this whole Josh criticism is it crazy? Well, you look at what like other mortals do yes. against it. Josh <laughs> makes it at least a fair fight. Yes, you know, well, like to the point, like the Bills lost. Like no one really moved the ball on the Chiefs' defense like the Bills did, including including the Niners. But to me, it's almost like if Kyle, if I'm using the premise of Kyle is new Andy Reid. At a certain point, like Kyle to transcend to where Andy Reid is, where Andy Reid's now inserting himself into the conversation of the greatest coach of all time, like you've got to go get more than just a dude at quarterback. And right That's now, like, an interesting question. And by the way, 49ers are old, and Greenlaw is going to be coming back from an Achilles injury. And an Achilles that happened in February. Right. Um, all right. I will uh, tell you, it is not too late. Valentine's Day Wednesday. Is my correct? Frame Corner Memphis. Frame Corner Memphis. Yes. Get Today's some, the 12th. You can still get in there. Buy a beautiful custom frame uh, or, uh, I mean, uh, buy a beautiful pre-made frame uh, or uh, go in there for some custom framing. They that, That's what they specialize in. And whether it's for Valentine's Day or any other day that you bring in, uh, you know, you bring in your, 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 your Chiefs regalia and your, and your, and your Mahomes jersey and I hate you. But whatever, it'll make it look beautiful, and you'll have it in your hallway. Or t- whatever it is, your sports memorabilia, your gorgeous picture of your special someone. Uh, it is Frame Corner Memphis. What they do is they take moments, and they, they, they save memories. They enshrine memories for you. So you have them hanging on your wall. You see them. You have them to pass down um, to folks. Um, it, is, uh, it is what framing can do. It's Frame Corner Memphis, 5035. Park Avenue or framecornermemphis.com. All right, when we come back, 
We have the halftime show. We have the anthem. We had we have we had the most pathetic excuse for streakers that I've ever Agreed. seen seen in my life, and uh, and we had all the ads. We will get to that when we return. Then Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies. Then we'll talk about the Tigers. Busy day. It's Monday on Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They've got Memphis sports in their DNA. From the Tigers' court to the Grizzlies' hardwood. I mean, so they're just trying to manufacture offense the only way they can, which is just voice three. It's the Jason and John Show. Middays, 11 till 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. I lock up my Old Spice Fiji Aluminum Free Dry Spray to keep that 24-7 lasting freshness safe for myself. Fresh coconuts, palm trees in the wind. It's like catching waves in Fiji. Actually, I just talked myself into a refreshing spritz of Fiji. My Old Spice is missing! No! Genesis Memphis Covington Pike. It's time to define luxury in a new way. At every turn, you'll find audacious design, state-of-the-art technology, and exceptional hospitality. We are dedicated to crafting the world's best vehicles, matched by an extraordinary sales-to-service experience for our owners. Prepare to be noticed in the 2023 Genesis G70. This sporty sedan is a force to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6 for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. Love is in the air, and Dinstals is the place to win the heart of your special Valentine. For over a hundred years, our family has created handmade chocolates using only the finest ingredients in our Memphis Candy Kitchen. Select from an array of beautiful heart-shaped boxes packed with caramels and creams to nuts and turtlettes. And for your little Valentine, Dinstals has everything from marshmallow hearts to the award-winning fudge sucker, a Dinstals tradition. February the 11th is the launch of Dinstal's famous chocolate-covered strawberries. Fresh ripe berries dipped in fondant and enrobed in rich milk chocolate. Nobody dips them like Dinstal's. Place your order now to pick up at your favorite Dinstal's location. Laurelwood, Germantown, Pleasant View, Collierville, or our new store downtown. This Valentine's Day, 
Say I Love You with Dinstals. Made in Memphis and enjoyed by the whole world. So I just saw that the Majestic Grill was voted the best place to hold a rehearsal dinner. Didn't surprise me at all. The Majestic Grill is historic, it's elegant, it's right there on Main Street, and it has an attentive staff and spectacular food. So the Majestic Grill is not only a great place for a rehearsal dinner, it's a great place for any private or group event. If you're interested, contact the Majestic Grill on their website, and their dedicated events manager will be in touch. It's the Majestic Grill, and it's the place for rehearsal dinners and everything else. Right downtown at 145 Main. Get ready. This week, Staples has deals so good, you're going to want to sit down. Are you sitting? I'll wait. Great. Right now, during Staples Sit-A-Thon, you can save up to $180 on select chairs. That's up to $180 off desk chairs, up to $180 off computer chairs, and up to $180 off gaming chairs. So hurry into Staples now for the Staples Sit-A-Thon and grab a seat or two. Ends 3-2. In-store only. See associate for details. Valentine's is coming. Hey, it's Eric Hasselton. Are you looking for the most thoughtful, most romantic gift for the one you love this Valentine's? I've got two words for you. Genesis Diamonds. Maybe it's a simple pendant or an exquisite one-of-a-kind designer ring. Genesis can help you pick out the most memorable and special piece of jewelry for the occasion. And to make it even sweeter, now till Valentine's Day, whether you spend $199 or $199,000, Genesis will give you some chocolates, fresh flowers, and dinner out at no charge. This is a great deal, guys. It's a one-stop ultimate Valentine's experience. When you buy any piece of beautiful jewelry, they will give you some beautiful flowers, some yummy chocolate, and a gift card for dinner at Iris Restaurant. So stop wasting time. Get to Genesis Diamonds. They've got a spectacular collection of memorable romantic gifts from $199 to $199,000. And right now, they're going to throw in chocolates, flowers, and dinner out at no extra charge. Happy Valentine's Day from Genesis Diamonds on Poplar and Perkins Extended. Your window into affordable luxury is Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis. At Pella, we offer quality replacement windows at any I can't believe the price of my new windows. They were so affordable. If I knew I could afford windows and doors as gorgeous as these, I would have chosen Pella Windows and Doors in Memphis years ago. Right now, save 25% on your entire project or get 50% off installation. The highest quality, the greatest value. Choose Pella Windows and Doors of Memphis, your window into affordable luxury. Howie, for Valentine's Day, we always want jewelry, but we expect the chocolate and the roses, too. Well, at Robert Irwin Jewelers, we've got all three for you. Spend $99 or more, and you're going to get free box of chocolates and a dozen roses. But if you want a diamond heart necklace and a gold rose, only $149. Plus, you're going to get a dozen roses and a box of chocolates while supplies last. I don't expect any less from you guys. Why go anywhere else? It's Valentine's Day at Robert Irwin Jewelers. I don't know. Free financing, five locations or online at rijewelers.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone line. Make your Valentine feel special at Frame Corner with 60% off ready-made frames for Valentine's Day. For all your sports memorabilia, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios, now on 92.9 FM ESPN. Well, I don't know how the betters did. It sounded like the books did badly, Jeffrey. Is that right? The books did badly. The betters did well. Yes, this was a very public win. Good, good to see one for the people. Good one. Good to see one for the people. However, if uh, if this uh, if this if this NFL season has caused you to conclude that you gamble too much, you uh, spend too much money, it's having a negative impact on your life. There is the gambling clinic. 
thegamblingclinic.com, uh, office over at the University of Memphis. They've been helping hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. They're not anti-gambling. Uh, they just want those who struggle with gambling to be able to figure out um, a better way. And so what they do is you set up you know, a dozen or so uh, confidential uh, meetings with an expert um, in gambling addiction, and you figure it out. Um, they've helped, again, hundreds and hundreds of people. So if it's, if it's you or someone you love, it's thegamblingclinic.com. All right, Jeffrey. Uh, other things. Uh, real quick, any thoughts on the anthem? Went over, by the way. Anthem went over. If the, the over-under uh, yeah. interested you, the, it, it did go So I believe because— re- 6.5 seconds. There's a decent amount of Reba doing the anthem, and Reba's always a pretty quick— I think they deflated the number because eighty six and a half is is a usually low number. That's a pretty low number. My my book did not offer it, so I was unable to. I thought it was a solid anthem. I thought it was a very, solid yeah. anthem. Okay, I'll talk more uh, with this about Chris with Chris halftime show. So I thought the halftime show actually set the tone for the game because I thought I thought the first half of the halftime show was pretty meh at best, and then I thought it closed. Very, very strongly. Like I thought, the second half, the w- closing with yeah and bringing everybody out. Like I thought it was very good. I'm not sure if we needed roller skates. I um, love the roller skates. So this is obviously not my area of expertise, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna be. You're gonna be shocked to find out that Usher is not my area of expertise. What I have noticed is everyone loved it. Like people are talk about it as if it's one of the top five ever. Uh, everyone loved it. Um, both the critics loved it. And, like, normal people. The only people who didn't love it, honestly, on my Facebook or whatever else are people my age who are like, I don't know any of these songs, right? <laughs> Except maybe the last one. Like, yeah, so I mean, obviously. That's, that's the only people who didn't love it. But the roller skates were great. He got increasingly undressed. Comes out in a fur coat. coat. Then he goes white blazer after he was that. sweating his ass off. He was sweating off. his ass off. And then he goes to a, a sleeveless tee. Then he goes to a tank. And then, and I had heard uh, uh, Jason and John, they were discussing whether he would show nipples. Brad mm-hmm. was convinced. And honestly... Seemed, hope, seemed hopeful, yeah, uh, but was certainly convinced that he would show nipples, and he 100% did show nipples. Mm-hmm. Also discussed whether he would have sun wear sunglasses, and there was a uh, there was a conviction on the on the, the on Jason and John that he would. He did not did not uh, have sunglasses. There was a a pregame warning possible will cause possible relationship issues. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a that relates to the nipples. Anyway, people liked it. People liked it. I liked you know. Alicia Keys was great. Yep. Right? That was great. I, her piano was awesome. Oh, the whole thing. It was, that, great, it was, yeah. it was, it was uh, and uh, so people seem to love it. Uh, we will talk to Chris more about that broadcast itself. Any quibbles? Do we need to have a, a national conversation about Romo? And we've, I thought we've had it already. I think people have turned on Romo, right? People hate Romo now. They loved him once. Now they hate him. It's American yeah, life. I, I understand. And I'm not even saying it's deserved. It's not deserved. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I'm nothing also, bothered me about it. I don't get too worked up one way or the other. I just do think it feels like more than ever. I ask myself, does Romo prepare? I don't know. He believes in in rush lane discipline. Yeah, uh, and I mean, like, to a I certain, said that a lot. But like, there was a lot of times where he's like, "Look, look at this! Like, you'll you'll see, he gets a hand in there. There's never a hand in there. It's like I, I don't." I don't know. It was fine. I don't get too worked up. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Okay, commercials. Here I'm going to break it down into several categories, Jeffrey. Um, I want you to name, we're going to name the best, and then a nod to my my brother Tim, the most effective, 
and then the worst, and then the most disappointing. The three, we'll, we'll, we'll each get to pick three in these categories. Uh, what are your three, not in any particular order, you don't have to give me, what are your three best? Okay, so one of the problems with this now is all these companies are releasing their ads uh, that's okay. in you get full, to... like, but they're in full. And, and then, then, then the, oh, you know, what they did to the Paramount right, ad they is pathetic. Exactly. They, they took out Throw the Child. Yes, which is that's one of the best the, things. That's line in the oh, whole thing. Dave Portnoy retweeted somebody yesterday. Somebody had a quarterback band with all of his prop bets. Uh-huh. That was incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was, yeah, like, that's like, it was good. like he had to do, he had like to do three he did, pages. He did throw the child was yes. the best part. But anyway, be that as it may, I understand your quibble. We still have to go ahead. And- all right. I really thought the Dunkin' Donuts with Aflac, Damon, Brady, J-Lo. It was funny. I thought that was a it good was one. Good. It was good. It was interesting to me. Like, Fishman and I were talking about this. And now we do look through the prism. Does it make you want to buy Dunkin'? And here's what it does with Dunkin'. You compare how people feel about Dunkin' to how they feel about Starbucks. Starbucks is like snooty. It's whatever. Dunkin', it's the Dunkin's funny. The people's coffee. It's the, it's the people's coffee. Yes. And that's what it was. Correct. I thought it was both effective and funny. It wasn't well, and one thought, of my three favorites, but I liked it. I thought I thought Affleck being able to like clearly poke fun at itself. Like yeah. we, we enjoy seeing and celebrities. And Tom Brady looking, being there. Well, then, I thought Damon was Damon the unsung was funny. Like, it's so hard to be your friend. You know, I said he'll do anything for you. This is everything. This is everything. This is it. Yeah. And then he's like, whatever. They're anybody to drink after us. Like, I I very much enjoyed that. Um, The E Trade babies. Like, you can bring bring them out, and I'm just going to sit there and pop them. I don't generally love E Trade babies, but I like them playing pickleball. Again, not one of my three. And then the handshake at the end. E Trade babies, you like. I thought it was great. Duncan E Trade babies, and. So. If I can do the Paramount you can Plus, st- no, you get, no, 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 you got the one you got. But if you had not seen the other one, you wouldn't. You'd still love this one. I think so. The problem is, I'd seen. That's the other all right. One. So, but we're going to count Paramount as the other. I have Paramount as one of mine. I really liked the BMW commercial. I just think Christopher Walken, like every people imita- I- I- imitating him, is great. It was funny. It was yeah, funny. The problem with that was I've spent. I feel like I spent the entire time guessing. Okay, what's this for? What's this uh, for? It's fine, but that's the I'm I'm worried. This is this is entertainment. Yeah. This is entertainment. Judging them as entertainment. That's and fine. Then, and then maybe I'm just sentimental, but I kind of like the Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. I mean, it was like you had the whole like historical. Like it felt like they were like telling us the history of the Beetle, which is fine. Um. Okay. My most effective. All right. Most effective. I thought the Kawasaki one. Was super effective. It was with, kind of it did Stone it Cold. Did, it was freaking weird as hell. Yeah, but party in the I was wondering what is happening here. If you've it if told you're, the tale about if you are what a Stone Kawasaki Cold Steve Austin is. fan, he had those things on Broken Skull Ranch, and so like that. Okay, that that appealed to me. I actually thought the T Mobile one was very effective. Like what this was T Mobile? It was the it was the one with Jason Momoa doing flash dance. Oh, yeah. With uh, I didn't love with, that, but. I thought it was effective in the sense of like, what is? I think a lot right. of people are asking, what is this T-Mobile internet right. that I see for fifty bucks? They showed you the actual box, whatnot, um, and then I kind of liked the YouTube TV Sunday ticket one with the the I Eagles. Liked the young, in fact, I, I could have made that a favorite. Yeah, I, there, it I is funny how good. this works. Like, I saw that in someone's list as one of the clear losers. Yeah, the idea of the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the who's the other one? Uh, 
the the eagles, bird, eagles, the eagles yes. flying off. Yes. It was and hilarious. Then the, then the, the dropping into the water. To I don't get know the fish. that it made me do Sunday ticket, but so and then yeah, the little egg that was good. Uh, it was very clear to me the most effective ad. It, it's not even, not even close for me. Was Poppy, the the soft drink or, or the I've healthy soft drink? I've never heard of Poppy. Now I'm told it is the soft drink that is going to change the whole world of soft drinks, and I'm I want to go drink a Poppy, like it a hundred percent. Like if that's the job of the ad, I thought it was incredibly effective. The other two that I thought were effective in the same way, like they're introducing me to things that I'd never even heard of. Mm-hmm. I hated the couch potato ads. It didn't make me want to watch TV, Pluto but TV. it did. Plu- I'd never heard of Pluto TV before. And the Microsoft Copilot ads, kind of the same thing. Didn't know any of these things existed. And then, here, go look at them. But, but for me, Poppy was e- the easy winner. I now want to go drink a can of Poppy. Okay, uh, worst. Uh, the Kanye West one. What was that? Kanye just, like, he's like, he just filmed himself with an iPhone. What was he advertising for? He it looked like himself, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, that one. That one was an all-time bad one. Um, I admit that this is probably personal preference more than anything. It's on record that I hate mayonnaise. I also don't really have the Kate McKinnon gene. Uh-huh. The Hellman's one, not for me. Uh, and then finally, I thought it was funny. Hellman ones was funny. Uh, finally, Snapchat. When your message is less social media, that was more bizarre. Snapchat, more like, Snapchat. Screw you. Um, okay, I can get on board with that. Here's, a, to me, the easily the worst one, but this is from an entertainment perspective, not an effective, was Temu. Is that how you pronounce it? Temu. So Over and over and over again. But I guess by the poppy standard, it did drive people. People have, actually, they were talking about this on CNBC this morning. It has driven a lot of traffic to Temu, which is a knockoff at cheap Amazon Chinese it's a, it's Chinese company. Right. It's a Chinese, Chinese Amazon. company. And all they did was keep playing the same stupid ad 17 times. I kept wondering, do we think they ran, because the game ran so long, did they run out of ads? And I bet they probably got on the horn and were like, <laughs> keep throwing, you know, you, we got an yeah, extra yeah. spot here. No, they have a, they don't get, they didn't get on the horn. They've got a plan. I mean, they've got a plan. It felt like how it was many a- Temu ads did we see? Shop like a billionaire. I believe Shop it was like four. a billionaire. Shop like a billionaire. I love. We saw one ad, but I think we saw it four times. Other crappy ads. The Homes.com ads were terrible. Yep, um, not for me. That was the Dan Levy uh, ads. Yep, I thought they were terrible. I, honestly, I didn't love the. I, I thought there were a lot of ads that weren't particularly great. The CrowdStrike Aliens ad, I didn't particularly love. The Squarespace Aliens yeah, ad. I didn't particularly love. I, I like people like the NFL Ghana ad, right? And I, it was kind of sweet, except for I'll be honest. Why do we really? Do they really need the NFL in Ghana? Like I'd just go ahead and play soccer and cricket and yeah, you know, whatever my other else thing is like that don't no one, you. No TurboTax was awful. No one self congratulates themselves like the NFL. Yeah, TurboTax. Uh, maybe some of this is because I don't know these people. That's uh, uh, you know, I, I but but TurboTax was. Was totally undistinguished. Didn't like TurboTax. Um, okay, but let's go separate. Last category. You know what? One one ad that's getting a lot of uh, praise is the Michael Sarah ad. Yeah, the, both for being creative and effective. Some skin thing that Michael yeah. Sarah. It's called Sarah V or yes. whatever else. People. He's like it's like my name. The Sarah it. V ad. Um, I have three that are. That are my most disappointing. What are your most disappointing? Did you separate categories? Okay, and I assume this is going to be 
I the, expected something of them, and I'm well. This I assume this is also going to be in the Paramount Plus category. Where oh, you were disappointed because it wasn't the full. Yeah, the longer ad it's is better. probably the better one. The the Budweiser, hundred percent, like. What a you, crappy you have the ad. labs with the with You've the got horses. The lab, you got I'm the there. horses. You felt got, like you're just mailing it in. Not a tough execution. Oh, it's off. This is very easy. I'm you, I am already I'm there a for sucker. you. Sucker, 100. It's like that's it. I just they throw like just but, will roll out. Yes. And they totally mailed it in. Correct. I I did not understand that. I thought the other one, the same family, the Bud Light ad. Yes, I have the Bud Light ad. It's just I like both Bud. I don't even understand what the joke was. There was a genie. All of a sudden, Peyton Manning was there, and Post Malone was there, and it was like it was. We do funny, so let's be try to have the like roll out the hits without actually right the, the Bud doing like, something funny. Yeah, without being funny, and the Bud one was out being sweet. Right, you are one didn't make me cry, one didn't make me laugh, one was supposed to make me cry, and one was supposed to make me laugh. Right, you you're the people that gave us Spuds McKenzie. Terrible. You're the people that gave us the dog show, and the winner is Mort. Like this is something that you do well. And I just, yeah, both both Bud and Bud uh, Light for me were down. And then I, in terms of other disappointments. Doritos, same category. Doritos for me was the. Why did people Tim, seem to like that Tim one? has told me that Doritos was the number one ad people ad- advertise in the Super Bowl. And you got these two old ladies arguing over a. Different kind of Dorito. What's it called? Whatever. Uh, it's, um, um, it was I, the, it, I think the, the bag was green. I just thought horribly disappointing. And then the other disappointing one for me was the Mountain Dew one because I do like Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And we had Ron Swanson and we had April Ludgate. And the whole time it's just like I, I kept waiting for it to be funny or something. And I was like, eh, not for me. <sighs> I given, and I don't know how you all feel about it. First of all, it felt long. Like the whole thing was like I was I was kind of ready for it to be over. Could not agree. That I felt actually like the wondered if I won at, at the end of regulation. And mind you, I'm coming. This is from a problem. did not want the Chiefs to win. I said to Claire, you know what? Maybe I just want him to score a touchdown here, as opposed to get the field goal and send it into OT. I was just ready for it to be done. Can I spin zone it for you? May I? I yeah. should ask. So Brady quickly wins three in a fashion very similar to this. Wins one, uh, misses a year, and then wins back-to-back. So the difference would be won one, lost one, now he's won two back-to-back. There's 10 years where he doesn't win a Super Bowl. Now he does end up winning another four, but there's a 10-year period where he doesn't win. So you're saying that's hope for me? I'm just saying, if we're saying this this is going to be the same trajectory, there could be a decade, and that's like when Big Ben gets I, his. That's that, when that gets me back, though. Then do I now think Mahomes is better? Like, is he the greatest ever? Because I think he'll, I think he'll figure. Like, I think he's a. I think wizard. When, I, I think told and I told wizard. my wife this, who's also a Bills fan. I would make the argument as the whole playoffs went played out, because there's no question after you lose the game in that fashion. You just you're hopeless as a fan. You're like we're never going to beat him. Whatnot. The more you think about the entirety of the playoffs, you realize I think they gave them the best, like the best shot of. Oh, any, I think of, that's right. And it's like you keep giving yourself chances. You keep well, giving yourself chances. Like the Super Bowl favorite next year, Niners. Niners. Yeah. Niners. Which was a little surprising. They're going to have some. They're going to have some cap issues. They're old. They're going to have some cap issues. They don't. 
like whatever you think of Brock Purdy, and I think he's good. He's not in the same tier. He's just not in the same tier. And I think what we've established with Brock that's Purdy just, is it's just because the NFC. That's why the, the reason that they're Super Bowl favorites is there is a feeling that it is much, much, much easier to get through the NFC than it is to get through the AFC. Well, I mean, this is a legitimate question. Who is the best quarterback in the NFC? I would stand for I would stand for Jared Goff. Like in, if you think about that Niners Detroit game, yeah, the the Lions did everything wrong. To me, the better quarterback in that game was Jared Goff. It's not Dak. I don't think it's Hurts. Uh, I don't know. Here, here we go. And uh, Does Shanahan go get his the, boy. The, the Does other, Shanahan get his boy cousins. The other thing I I think will help. Is that I think the AFC West, I have some hope that yes. Harbaugh is going to make the AFC West tougher. Now, mind you, they won as underdogs. They, they, 